Hey guys, welcome back to the Fig Tree. Today is June 18th, Saturday, 2022. How are you? Praying your strength in the Lord and praying that you're well rested, that you are making good Holy Spirit choices, that the, that the presence of the Holy Spirit is manifesting his activity in your life, in your logic, in your thinking. You're going to need that, uh, especially going into these crazy times that we are in. I have a few warnings to share today. Some of these will be quite sober, and some of them I, I, I was in prayer today and uh, sitting alone with the Lord, and uh, you know I made some last-minute adjustments <clears throat> to this to uh, today's teaching here. So I want to try to share that with you guys by the strength of the Lord. Uh, bear with my voice, not feeling the greatest. Thank you for your prayers. Uh, um, for those of you who got the the prayer uh, request uh, a couple days ago, I believe um, I won't repost that, but you know definitely keep that in mind in the next two to three weeks for us me. All right here, so let's get to these warnings. Um, one of them is going to be on if my people, the consequences of your choice. We're going to dive into that again in a moment. And honestly, on the four actions, <clears throat> four actions that God develops in those who are truly born again, okay? Those who are wise virgins, you're walking with the Lord, okay? He's going to do, well, quite frankly, more than just four actions. He's going to be working on you, okay? That's the Lord working on your mind, all right? Both to will and to do for his good pleasure, all right? You have an appointment for that. John 15 tells us about that appointment, that I appointed you, that you should go and bear fruit. You literally have an appointment for that. People argue, oh, I don't have an appointment. Yeah, yeah, yes, you do. All right, this is God's activity in your life. It's called setting your mind on things above, renewing your mind, all right? running the race, fighting the good fight, all right, laying aside those weights. It's an appointment. He's going to do that. He's not going to stop. There are actions that the paraclete, God, the Holy Spirit, he's not a weakling when he goes to work. It looks like something. I keep repeating myself on that. It looks like something. <laughs> it's not inert. It's not pond scum. It's not immaterial. It actually looks like something. I can't stand it when people say the otherwise. All right, to say that is to call the Holy Spirit a weakling. All right, and he's not. He happens to be all powerful, and he's God. And he was in the he was in the beginning, hovering. All right, please. All right, they're great and they're magnificent. Everything they do, they're the best at it. All right, and he works on his bride. But I wanted to highlight the four actions that God will develop that will be noticeable in wise virgins, and he's going to go to work on that, especially to those who are born again, you're following him. And the paraclete does that, all right? And uh, just to highlight, we'll go back into this in a moment. There might need to be a part two to this, but uh, this is a very familiar Bible verse that a lot of people just like to throw this out, okay? And it says, it starts with an, a clause, a conditional clause, if, right? We like to just skip over that. That's a conditional clause here. We'll we'll go into this a bit later. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, pray, seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then God gives another. Then. Right? The if and the then are connected. Then I will hear from heaven. That's where he lives. And then he's going to forgive their sins. The then is connected to the if. All right. This is a very loaded, whenever I hear this Bible verse, I, uh, something in me cringes because I know that the people are, most people are not going to do the four actions that God the Holy Spirit will work into your mind, heart, body, 
your spirit, the contrite spirit, daka, Hebrew word for contrite, crushed. There's a polarizing that takes place. When a man or woman belongs to God, he will crush you in the, in, in, in the reality of he will humble you. Wow, I really do need the Lord. Wow, I really do need his power to come out of that sin. Wow, I need the power of the Holy Spirit in my logic, in my thinking. All right? You know, some wise versions are sharp, razor sharp in your logic. That's not you. That's the Holy Spirit. That's the paraclete. That's God working in that logic of yours so that you can be a blessing to everyone else in your community. You know, we, we like to take the glory and the credit for ourselves. God's looking for people that have a little bit of humility to say and notice when God is at work. Right, because God is at work. He's the one who's working. And there's four things here. There are four actions in this single verse. If my people. It starts off with the if, a condition. If my people who are called out, they're called by my name. It's so sad because I see beauty and, and a little bit of sadness in here because he's talking to his own people. If my people who are called out by my name would do the following. Why does he have to... Why does the Lord have to talk to his own people as if they're not humbling themselves, as if they're not praying, as if they're not seeking his face, as if they're not turning? It's because they're not. Many are called, few are chosen. Few there be that find it. Uh, difficult is the way. All right. Uh, Luke thirteen twenty four. Strive, strive to enter through the narrow door. Many, I tell you, will seek to enter, and they shall not. What's going on here? Why is he saying, if my people who are called out, who are called by my name. We're called followers of the way, disciples, the called out ones. Why is he talking to his own people this way? This has been on my heart for a couple days. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways. Again, we'll talk about this a bit later because it's only until those four actions are satisfied that God says, then I will hear from heaven. Then I'll forgive their sin. Then I'll heal their land. Why is the great tribulation kicking off? Why are we seeing the day approaching? Because the Lord knew that there would be an hour where these four actions are not going to be. Right now we're making a professional career out of resisting him quenching him, grieving him, insulting the spirit of grace, all while using templates and academia, and I'm a Baptist, I'm a Methodist, I'm this, I'm under grace. And meanwhile, God's saying, all right, what's going on here? If my people, who are called by my name, would humble, pray, seek, actually turn, well, you know, my, my, my doctrine says that I honestly don't have to, it's kind of, that's just not God's best for us, for me, the pastors will tell you. Grace-heavy, ultra-grace-heavy messages, oh, no, no. Uh, that's kind of a, no, it's not optional, okay? I mean, just ask Nineveh. We'll talk about that a bit later. I don't want to go too deep into this, but we're going to spend some time unpacking this, all right? Because there are four actions. Hang out. There may need to be a part two on that, but we're lost. Mainstream Christianity is in massive trouble. They have entire paradigms and doctrines to conceal and hide themselves from doing the following. They will not humble themselves, not like Nineveh. They're Sodom and Gomorrah style. Well, you know, my doctrine says I don't have to be humble. What? What? Well, you know, prayer, that's just for the, the serious Christians, you freaks out there, you know, that, that want to pray and be shut in with God and seek the, ah, you know, let's go to the golf course, you know, where's the old man at? Where's my buddy? 
let, let's, let's run over here. Sometimes ministry can be the very thing that chokes the life out of you. You don't have any time to pray. Well, I'm too busy flying around the world and doing this and running over here. Meanwhile, God, um, are you going to pray and seek my face? Well, no, Lord, I'm too busy telling other people to do it. No, no, no. Are you going to seek my face? Well, no. Nah. Uh, yeah, maybe. All right? There's wickedness buried in the heart of some of you. I'm talking to the pastors and the elders. Buried deep. No time to pray. No time to seek God. Therefore, you don't know your spiritual condition. We look really good on the outside. All right? There's a then right here that could happen, but it won't because these four actions are not being satisfied. God walks with the contrite spirit. That's humility. That is Daka. It's a pulverized, crushed, broken spirit. I need God. Therefore, I'm going to pray and seek him because God has something that I fundamentally need. Okay? You can depart the first love. And that's a choice. That's why he's talking to them with the if clause here. If my people. So sad. I, I see sorrow here. Maybe I'm the only one. Why does he have to? And look, this is biblical. This is the story throughout the Bible of God talking to his people and calling them to come back. Throughout the Bible, Old to New Testament. He's always calling his people to return. And there's great consequences for not. Right? This is not your uh, once saved, always saved, uh, happy bedtime story where everyone who prays makes it home to heaven. Newsflash, God is constantly calling his people to come back. Why would he tell them to come back if it's not an issue? Again, we have academia to protect. Oh, you know, well, my doctrine. I, I'm not, I don't care about your doctrine. Okay, I care about the word of God and the shout of the Holy Spirit that says, humble yourself, pray, seek. You should be fasting. You should be doing that with humility. That's what Nineveh did. They, it says they cried out mightily. Even the animals were, co were covered in sackcloth and ashes. For, from the greatest to the least, even the king. Nineveh is going to put to school our generation. All right? That's warning number one. And I haven't even got into the text here. I don't know if I'll have time to do it. But this is a huge problem. All right? There is a then that will not happen. That's why the Great Tribulation is coming. Because we're too proud. I don't have to humble myself. I don't need to pray. I'm busy. I'll catch you later, Lord. Don't, let me get back to my cell phone over here. I got to, I got people to talk to you about God. Meanwhile, your eternal soul is in danger. I'm talking to you. All right, God. Let's move on here. Sorry, it's it, it's grievance. Like it's 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 tough. There are four actions that God is looking for, and the lukewarm mainstream church will not pray. They will not humble themselves. They will not seek God. Well, my doctrine says I don't have to. It's optional. I mean, I knew Nineveh turned from their wicked ways, but that's optional. So, you know, that's just not God's best. That's what my pastor tells me. That's sin in rebellion and idolatry is just not God's best for me. That's the worst words ever. That's what a coward will tell you. That's a hireling. All right, that's someone who is not interested in your soul. All right, that's someone who just doesn't want to offend you. All right, let's, let's talk sweetly to you and play the flute. Hopefully you'll dance and put some money in the offering plate. Right? There are certain things that should never be, and yet it is. This is why there, there's a colossal issue. We're just getting into the, the first inch of this problem. All right, When prayer is no longer something that is sought after, that's a problem. You can't see God. You can't be quiet for five minutes. That's a problem. Let's bust out the cell phone. Oh, no. Uh, you had silence in your house for ten minutes. Uh, I can't have that, so I need entertainment to fill in the noise. We're doomed. Mainstream is doomed. I, I'm, 
I can't even apologize for it. Let's just pretend the 10 million pound elephant is not in the room for a second. When you're reaching for your cell phone over the Bible, there's a problem. All right? There's a problem. Yeah, it's going to be hot today. I don't like giving these warnings out every other day, but these are warnings that need to be heard. I need to obey the Lord, you know? I'm not here for entertainment. I'm not here for subscribers. I'm not even here to be liked. I'm here to obey the Ancient of Days. And I hear this in the middle of the night in my prayer time for a week straight. I need to say something. I have to be obedient. I'm going to be accountable to God. All right? Sorry. If you don't like it, there's a red button called unsubscribe. I'm not here on social media. I'm only here for the wise virgins, for those who want to hear the truth and follow after God, no matter what, no matter, no matter how hard it gets. It will cost you to follow Christ. It's God tests the righteous. And there are people failing miserably, especially those who get busy um, and are just cowards. And we'll talk about that in a second here. Lots of warnings today. Now, this is the other warning that I wanted to give. And honestly, I didn't want to. This was a last minute edition. I did not want to talk about this. I sat down in prayer today and I heard this firmly. So I'm going to be obedient, guys. Um, listen, everyone loves candy. Some candy is not good for you, all right? Candy is sweet, it's attractive, it's flashy, all right? And it's extremely addicted, addictive, okay? It will addict you, literally. I mean, it, it's an excitotoxin, and I won't even get into the science for that, all right? But there was a certain candy introduced to the world in 2020. It was a test. The world failed this test miserably. To my surprise, so did mainstream Christianity and the lukewarm. Okay, they failed. In fact, they, they, they behaved identical to the world. There was no difference. No difference whatsoever. All right. The wise virgins who had discernment, they smelled something in the wind wasn't clean. They could smell the fire. Something didn't feel right. All right. The whole hordes of the world went after this candy in 2020. They're still going after it. I need the others. I, I just can't have to have all of them into my body. The world lusts after this. Many of you know I call it the Cindy. We're going to call it candy today because candy is sweet, attractive, and addictive. All right? In my spirit, I feel that another test is coming. Uh, we're going to see it again. The candy, we haven't heard the end of it, okay? Um, I'm going to hold my tongue on this issue because I, I feel very strongly spiritually because I've been shown what this thing is, just how much damage has been done. And when you love people, you're going to have indignation, all right? And I do love people in the spirit of the Lord, and I care deeply for the wise virgins, all right? My concern is for the wise virgins. The world wants their candy. They want more and more and more. Some even took all five pieces of the candy. Oh, I took the first candy. I want the second one. Oh, there's more? Let's take the other ones, too. Oh, I can't wait. More and more and more. Candy with selfies, okay? Look, now's the time for courage because I, I do believe that the story isn't over yet. There's going to be a part two and then a part three and I'm being primed for it. And there are people that don't have courage. They're cowards. And the cowards are the hirelings. They're everywhere. And oftentimes, God will test people twice. I don't have TV, so I don't know what's going on in the world, but I feel this deeply that there's another deception coming. Now, some of you were deceived the first time. Now, the first time went through, and you went out, and you took the candy. You wanted it. 
and you took the second one. And some of you, and that was despite discernment, okay? Because to some of you, the shout of the Holy Spirit was screaming the whole time. No, you still went out and took it, all right? This test is about to be issued again. I don't know if we'll be here to see it. We might, all right? Uh, I'm just obedient. I don't know what this means, okay? But I do need to warn on it because I answer to the Lord, all right? Um, do not fail this test again, all right? Don't do it. Uh, some really were deceived. Some of your pastors told you to run out there and take it, all right? Betrayed, all right? And I'm sorry if that was you because there are people in positions that shouldn't have done that, and they did. And they're going to have to answer to the great shepherd for that, seriously. Do not fail this test again because more candy is going to be introduced, and this time with greater consequences for not taking it. Do not fail this test again. Some things are worth dying for. You hold the line. Look, I don't care what the world does. I'm talking to wise virgins. You want to run out there and, and take uh, 10 to 20 candies to hold your job? That's on you. That's your decision. I'm talking to wise virgins today. Again, the humanists, the back door is the red button, okay? Uh, I, don't, I don't have time for humanists who says the world is good, the people are good, and everything's fine. Everything's not fine, all right? Oh, everything's going to work out. You'll see. Uh, improvement is coming. No, the Great Tribulation is coming. A genocide is coming, all right? People are going to perish in never-before-seen numbers. Let me say that again. A genocide is coming. All right, it's coming very soon. It, it's not your best life now. It's not your best life now. It's not revival. Okay, the best isn't yet to come. What's coming is a Christian genocide, unlike anything the world has ever seen. All right, the Lord said, "Pray that you're counted worthy to get out of here." In other words, people are not going to be counted worthy. Why? Because they want the candy. It's idolatry. They want more of man's solutions. All right? Don't fail again. That warning is for you. Uh, this will be for the one to whom this warning is meant for. Do not fail this test a second time. Number one, there's going to be consequences. There always is for your choices, bad or good. God wants to see what you're going to choose. I don't know if we're going to be here for it. I don't know. But again, I was ready to teach, and I felt strongly to go in this direction and warn immediately. I don't have TV, so I don't know. I don't know what's going on in the world or why I would feel led to warn on this. But this is what I'm hearing in the prayer closet. Now is the time for courage, for moral bravery, and to stand with the Lord. <clears throat> because I, I just I just don't agree. There's so It's so dangerous. Take our candy or no work for you. Take the candy or no food for you. Hey, no work, no buying, no selling. Obviously, that's the Mark system. That's just fundamentally obvious to anyone who has 10% or 5% level of discernment. All right, how is it that people... There are those who have discernment and those who don't. All right, and that and that gets us into the other monstrosity, the other, the other warning, because the fall of mainstream has really been revealed. These mainstream pastors who are peddlers and spiritual prostitutes, priests of the world, they will tell their congregations, and I've heard this literally verbatim, like directly. You know, I've been contacted here. Oh. I can't go into this church because the pastor says that you need to take the candy in order to sit down in the congregation. That isn't a monstrosity. That's, a, that's an abomination on a scale that I have a difficult time even comprehending. Oh, you can't come in here if you don't take the sweet candy uh, uh, passport, please, or whatever it is. Let's see the, your proof for it. I mean, how far is this going to go? It's going to happen. All right? The fall of mainstream has been revealed already. All right? The position of an elder or a pastor is not a car salesman for the world. Mainstream Christianity has fallen. I'm here to tell you that. All right, When a pastor takes to the pulpit, 
All right, when he opens up his Bible and instead of preaching, he starts to tell you about the candy and just how wonderful it is. Oh, look, there's free donuts. Let's give you an Xbox. Hey, would you like a new cell phone? Oh, I'm so happy that you took it. All right, and they start promoting that. You are looking at a level of deception that is horrendous. Run for your life. There is a machinery behind that deception that is so dangerous. All right, you need to run. This is going to happen. It's going to go even. It's going to catch like fire. And it's going to happen. And it is. It's already happened. How many have sold out already? How many have become spiritual prostitutes for the world? Car salesmen. Oh, you just need to... How many have you taken? Would you like three pieces of candy? You know what? There's three other ones too. You should take those too. All right? If if, if the world leaders say, hey, I want you to jump. You need to jump. And, and these elders and pastors are saying, oh yeah, you need to jump. How high? Oh, higher, please. Okay? What's this going to look like? How far is this going to go? Right to the mark. It will happen at, and it already has happened at the pulpit, and when the mark comes out, the pressure is going to be quadruple. All right? The martyrs are going to go through hell, especially with, with these uh, mainstream Christianity, because the mass of them are going to be left behind. I'm talking 99.9% .9 of them, and the pastors will be there too, all promoting this thing called the mark. If they did it before, they're going to do it again. Do not fail this test. Be very careful, remnant. Any hireling or pastor that tells you that you must bow and submit your body to the whims of the world has fallen. That soul has fallen. There is a deception that is so deep. Oh, well, he's just so nice. No, 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 no. You need to run, okay? There is machinery here behind that deception that is beyond that smile, okay? Pray for that soul and run for your life. I mean that, all right? Because there's darkness at play. And yeah, some, some are hirelings and wolves, and there are other pastors that are just straight up deceived. Okay, this is the this is the where the world is swinging. Okay, this is not inert or benign. Use your wisdom. Use your well. He's just, no, 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 no. This isn't about smiles and he appears or she appears so nice. Use your discernment. When they tell you, hey, uh, can you show me some you know evidence that you have the candy, and that's happening at the church, or at the pulpit instead of that pastor or leader opening up their Bible that this filth is coming out, you need to run. That's not okay. All right? Not okay. And again, if you're a pastor or elder who has done these things, you need to repent at once. That's between you and the Lord. You need to stop that behavior, number one, and then beg for God's forgiveness. For real. Because pastors are not car salesmen for the world's madness. All right? There are certain things that should not be creeping in the church, and for that to be at the pulpit is a greater abomination. That's not even an ordinary abomination. That's that's spiritual prostitution at a level that... Sh what is happening here? Am I the only one? There's indignation in the spirit, okay? And that's the warning. I didn't even want to talk about this. All right, I need to be obedient. There's courage. I need to be obedient. And, and, I, and, and there it is. All right. The hirelings, he who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and he leaves the sheep. They're always going to leave. They're hirelings. All right? There's something wrong. There is a poison. There is a venom in the church that is trying to grip and choke people out here. Things that should never be are happening. And that's why judgment's here. Oh, revival's here. No, the revival that's coming is a global Christian. That's going to happen. And it's going to happen really soon. It's called the Great Tribulation. 
Christ said, pray that you're counted worthy to get out of here. All right, they're known as martyrs. Martyrs. And uh, here is the patience of the saints. Yes, let them rest from their, from their labors. Blessed are the dead in Christ who die from this point forward, from now on, okay? They're overcome. All right? To the wise virgins, to the church, we're told that we overcome. But to the martyrs and the saints, it says that here is the patience. Nothing about overcoming. It literally says that the Antichrist overcomes them. How and why? It's, it's his time, right? It's their time period for that. And they need to overcome by patience. They, they keep the commandments of the Lord Jesus Christ to the death, all right? They perish. So that's the warning, and, it, and it's really heavy in, on the spirit. And I've been obedient to deliver that, okay? All right, guys, so that is the warning on the candy. And just what is coming. It's not revival. The revival will be born out of overwhelming destruction, uh, cataclysms, uh, natural disasters, Cascadia, fault lines, ripping, and obviously a hunt after these guys. The, the martyrs are going to go through it. Why? Because the martyrs aren't going to be taking the candy, okay? The martyrs are going to have a really big attitude problem. And good for them. They're not going to play along with the music. Not going to go along with the music. And it's going to cost them their lives, okay? And we're seeing a shadow of that now. And unfortunately, people are failing miserably with it. So I wanted to move to the, to the third warning here. Um, and the third warning is when you depart the first love spoken on this before. It is a huge deal. Academia will say, eh, that's no big deal. You can depart. Um, they're going to tell you that that's optional. Or maybe departing the first love is just not God's best for you. I can't stand hearing that. I mean, it's just patting you on the back. Oh, you're just a lukewarm Christian. You're a carnal Christian. That's all. You're okay. No, you're not. Okay? The heart quickly finds another object to love first. That's the problem. This is why God calls it idolatry. I can't believe that this isn't taught at all. It's so rare to hear that. It, oh, I, I don't want to offend anyone. I, I want to have a million people in my church. That's not church. All right? The, the bride of Christ is, is, a, is an entity where truth is spoken. That's what makes her... Uh, help me out here, Lord. So idolatry. The, the whole dynamic where people want to say that's just not God's best for you. It's optional. You're just what we call a carnal Christian. You're under grace. I'm this. I'm that. Let me be clear. I've warned on this before. I want to warn on it again. Unrepentant idolatry equals the lake of fire. You will go to hell and you will be there forever and you will not come out of that place. That is where you will go. That is where you will stay. Let me be perfectly clear. That's not me just saying it. That's the word of God. Idolatry is a deal breaker. All right? God is not going to take the bride of Christ as a harlot, in other words, where your life is full of infidelity, dishonor, disobedience, infidelity, and, and every other kind of monstrosity. That's, uh, that, that's, that's a carnal Christian. That's okay. They're going to get to heaven with their pants on fire. Oh, they're just lukewarm. That's coming from the pulpit. What do you think is going to happen to the church when that's preached for, what, a hundred years? That's, that's why there's lukewarm. That's why we're indistinguishable to the world. That's why there's fornication, divorce, abortion. Uh, this is why. This is why. It's idolatry. It's souls who love their lives over the word of God. 
the early church, it was the opposite. Right? They honored the word of God over their lives, and they showed it. They died. They were burned alive. They were devoured by lions. They were beaten. Major things happened to them. They were obedient. Real love warns about hell. Look around. Look around. Most of the people you see will go to this place. Look. This is sad. I mean, this is heavy. But this is what the Lord said. The way is difficult. Few there be that find it. He did not say many there be that find it. Everything about the narrow road is it being narrow. He told me to strive to enter through. He didn't say take a drink some lemonade, David. It's a cakewalk. Oh, it's so easy. Uh, it's your best life. He didn't say any of that. He used a military term. Strive to enter through. It's combat. Spiritual warfare. Putting on the full armor of God. Be strong in the Lord and in, in the power of his might. Strength, power, and might. Ephesians 6. Look around. Does that depict the present day wise virgins to you? Does it look like there's strength, power, and might operational when people are living in fornication, pornography, sex-crazed culture, cell phone addicted, selfie addicted? There's no struggling. There's no wrestling with sin. There's no uh, defeating the old man by the burning furnace of Holy Spirit power and authority. There's no fasting and prayer to overcome. There's no making good Holy Spirit decisions and choices. Look around. Oh, well, I, I can't warn about hell that that would offend them. No, you need to offend them. Okay, You need to tell them the truth if it comes to you, if God gives you the open door. The Lord said it's few. He said it's difficult. He said it's narrow. He said that. I didn't say it. He said it. And he didn't stutter. Okay, There's cowardice, a play. The cowards cannot tell people about hell, and they cannot demonstrate real love. Because I tell you what, real love will warn. Real love warns about Christ. Real love warns about the judgment that he's coming with, the love that he's coming with, the rest that he's coming with. That, that we're to be a people of his very own, zealous. The Lord said in Revelation 3, As many as I love, I chasten. I rebuke them. Therefore, be zealous and repent. Hebrews 12, chastening. You're either a legitimate son or illegitimate. Read Hebrews 12 for that. The book of Revelation tells us that eight groups of people will go to the lake of fire. Eight groups. That's Revelation. And I wanted to talk about that briefly. Do you know what the first group of people are who go to the lake of fire? Written of in the book of Revelation. The first group, this always catches me by surprise. The first group of people that are listed as going to the lake of fire. Group number one who, in my opinion, is the largest group. That's why they're listed first. Okay? In my opinion. Just my opinion. You, you could disagree, but there's a reason why they're listed as the first group. Alright? It says the cowardly are the ones who go. They shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. And there's there's seven other types of groups of people who, who are going, but the cowards are listed as number one. Alright? But the cowardly, then it says the unbelieving, uh, it talks about um, those who are immoral, right behind the cowards, but the cowards are listed first. But the cowardly shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone. This is the second death. All right? You're going to die once, to be absent from the body, to be present with the Lord. All right? But there is hell, and then there's the lake of fire, the second death, and you're going to go to that place if you do not repent from cowardice. Revelation 21.8 
unrepentant cowardice will send you to the lake of fire. It'll send you to hell. Why? Because those who are in Christ have the Holy, Holy Spirit, virtues of courage, of bravery. You cannot follow the Lord and be a coward. All right? And by the way, cowardice is a choice. All right? yeah, this is the fool. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the abominable, that word, these are those who are going to the lake of fire, sexually immoral. That group, I won't even say it out loud, idolaters. We talk about idolatry. Oh, no. They're just a lukewarm. Oh, idolatry is simply not God's best for you. You could be immoral. You could be a fornicator. You could sleep around. You could do this, X, Y, and Z. You're just in idolatry. You're, you're only a carnal. Both the teacher, the elder, the pastors are going to be held at a severity of judgment that is beyond what you can imagine. The Bible literally says that. And, and most of them are not even born again. How can you even believe? You're telling people that sin doesn't matter? That you could live in full-scale, unrepentant idolatry and still believe and go to heaven? Even the demons believe and tremble. We talk about that. What is the caliber of your of your faith? All right? Paul said to, to one to, to one group of people, hey, did you, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Is the paraclete there? Because he sensed it. There are folks who say they believe and they don't have a shred of Holy Spirit conviction or power. They're not born again. They're pastors, they're elders, they're flying around on ships. They're doing all this stuff. <clears throat> You're going to know them by their fruit. The cowards are real. And this is why I believe the Lord in his great wisdom has them listed as number one. The cowardly are first in the list of eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and eight. And note that it's all liars. You are a liar if you are telling people that idolatry, oh, well, that's optional. You're, you're, you're only a carnal, lukewarm Christian destined to be rejected and vomited out of his mouth. That's okay. No, it's not okay. All right? And you're going to be held to a fierce accountability, especially if you have the position of a teacher or a Bible elder or a pastor. My goodness, even if you're a Bible study teacher, or maybe you're a YouTuber, and you're giving sin a free pass to your people. Wow. I have fear and trepidation for you. And I mean that. You need to hit your knees and repent hard because sin has always been a big deal with the master. That's why the cowardly are mentioned first in this group of people going to this place that's going to burn with fire and brimstone. Cowardly. Is it the worst sin on the list? I don't know. All I'm saying is, why is it listed first? Is it that dangerous? I believe it is, yeah. I believe the answer is yes. It is that dangerous to be a coward. Because cowards will do anything to save their lives. Cowards will roll up that sleeve. Oh, you want to take that candy? Yes, yes, I'll obey you. That's a coward. All right? That is a soul without conviction. And then they're going to tell other people to do it. Doesn't Romans tell us that? That those who practice such things, it tells you that there are those who are clapping... Yay! Those who are approving of these sins. Yeah. You need to confess your sins and hit your knees with tremendous conviction. Okay? Turn from that. You don't, cowards don't have to stay cowards. The cowardly, that doesn't have to be you. Have the faith to pray for faith. Have the courage to pray for courage. Most pastors, most Bible teachers, they're cowards. They're literally hirelings. You're going to know them by their fruit. They're going to use their position. There are those that are out there. I heard this a lot last year. Um, it's something that I keep I keep encountering. And uh, I was told to, to warn on this yet again. All right? 
I follow the Lord. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to obey him. If you don't like it, you don't have to be here. No one's paying you to listen to me. I'm just a servant anyways. Using your position to tell your congregation to roll up that sleeve. Okay? To conform to the world. To take the free candy. All right? It, it really is a greater abomination. Okay? Oh, well, I didn't know. doesn't matter. Who are you to use your position as a Bible teacher? That is a greater abomination. And it's already been unleashed. We're two... Well, we're over two years. We're two years into this. Two years. All it's doing is revealing the discernment that people have and don't have. The positioning of where people are at, are at in their walk with the Lord and ultimately showing you who's born again and who's not. All right? Do not promote and applaud and defend the world system. That's not why God raises up pastors and elders, okay? I shouldn't even have to say that. No. Zero conviction. Flakes. Depraved weaklings. I'm not calling names. All right? This is the reality. That's why they're mentioned in Revelation 21. There, there's depravity here. Look, the Bible talks about courage, bravery. There is a reason why the cowards are listed as number one in Revelation 21. Well, uh, I, what would this person think of me if I stopped fornicating or if I stopped slandering? Uh, you know, what if I, I don't want people to think bad of me? I didn't take the candy. So, no, no, no. You need to fear the Lord. Okay? It's number one. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. You need to fear the Lord. Not, you need to love the Lord. And you need, you need to be born again and be filled with the bravery and courage of the Holy Spirit. All right? God is light, and he empowers his kids. You're seeing, you're seeing what's happening to people. Those who know God are going to manifest his work, his activity, and their lives. It's going to look like something. There's a moral light. There's a moral virtue to them. The cowards are... are or deprived of that. All right. Miriam says it's one who shows disgrace, disgraceful fear. That's the cowards. It's disgraceful. Oh, I'm just so afraid. I just have to bow down and and, 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 and and bend my knees to the rulers of the world. All right. I just have to obey them. Whoever says it, you know, I, there's a new candy out there. I just have to, I have to. It's not neutral reminds me of the dreams that I've had in the past of, of, of seeing the cowards in the Great Tribulation. It's, it's horrific. It's not neutral because there are so many cowards. There are so many of them and they're going to they're gonna roll right over into the Great Tribulation. It's these guys who are going to betray the martyrs, your brothers and sisters in the Lord. You may not know the martyrs now, but guess what? They're family. All right? and, and they're going to be betrayed. The martyrs, the saints, during the Great Tribulation are going to go through hell from these cowards. These guys are going to be the ones who betray the martyrs, it's going to go down. They're going to do anything to save their own skin. They're going to renounce the Lord the instant it gets hard. Look, they're right over there. The ones who don't have that. They don't have the candy. They're right over there. Yeah, I called that one praying to Jesus. Get them. It's going to happen. It's already happening now. Right? Already happening now. It's going to roll right over seamlessly, just like that. The cowards are those who have a form of godliness without a shred of Holy Spirit power or conviction. And they're at the pulpit, leading the flock. Some of them in high up positions. Okay? This is what I hear in the still of the night, alright? In the quiet. Lord, I've warned on that. We've warned, haven't we? Warn again. Father, warn again. Warn again. 
Be brave. Now is the time for bravery. Bravery is of the Holy Spirit. So is courage. It is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. Bravery is the markings of the work of God in your life. It's one of the virtues. It's one of the things that the paraclete instills on you. I've seen many people who are weak. Many people. Some are born with a gift of courage. Some have it. Some are soldiers or knights. It's just your personality. You're, you're, you're flint. You, even before you came to Christ, you were already gifted with courage and bravery. You weren't one to roll over. That's been you from the beginning. Others don't have that. Others are timid and shy, and I get that, all right? If you don't have courage and bravery, ask for it. And you watch what the Holy Spirit does, and he can do it in a day. He can do it in a day. He can do it so fast. You haven't asked him. I'm talking to the elders. I'm talking to the pastors. I'm talking to the housewives. I'm talking to those who are followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, you're going to need it. All right, because what happens when men who you thought were Christians, all right, what happens when you start to encounter elders and pastors, okay? And they tell you, oh, you need to take the candy. You can't come in here, okay? You need to show me proof. What happens when everyone you know turns? It's already happening. Some of you have already been through that. I know, because I've heard from you, all right? Bravery is, is when you stand alone having or showing mental or moral strength to face danger, fear, or difficulty. It's having or showing courage. Bravery. Having or showing mental or moral strength. You're going to need mental and moral strength. And the Holy Spirit can charge your mind with his logic, with his power. You don't have to be rude about it. You just say no. Thank you. I'm not compromising my mind, my body, my soul, my spirit. I'm not compromising the temple of the Holy Spirit. I've been born again. I've been blah, blah. You don't have to be nasty about it. You hold the line. All right? Because we're, we're living this. There's about to be part two to the candy thing. I feel that in my spirit. I don't have TV. I don't know what's going on. I'm just being obedient. All right? Real love warns. I'm trying to warn here. The cowards are real. And unfortunately, they're in very high positions. People listen to the cowards right now. Oh, you just need to bend over and bow down to the ground and touch your toes. And just, you know, when the, when the leaders of the world say jump, you need to say how, how high. When they, when they say run around the corner and come back, you need to go ahead and do that and be a nice little sheep. All right? You're hearing that from the pulpit. All right? Be very, this is the most dangerous time to be alive as a wise virgin, I believe. Seriously. The Lord said, see to it that you are not deceived. That was his description. It's the first warning he gave of the end times. You have a personal responsibility not to be deceived. And if it means standing alone, you stand alone. Bravery is showing mental or moral strength to face danger, fear, or difficulty. Guys, I had other stuff to teach on. I had a lot. I had a whole other teaching to give today. I wanted to talk on other things. Alright? Don't drift away. Alright? Defy this cell phone addicted culture of hypersexuality, pornography, and everything that God hates and that his wrath is against. Alright? I had another teaching to share on, but uh, I, I don't have time to, to get into that. So I'm going to have to leave it there. Because I wanted to talk on my people and um, the things that God says. For among my people are found wicked men. They lie in wait as one who sets snares. They set a trap. They, they catch men. There's a danger. The prophets prophesy falsely. The priests rule by their own power. And my people love to have it so. My people love to have it so. But what will you do in the end? Guys, this is a crazy time period. We are in an, an identity crisis. We have reached its pinnacle. All right, Most pastors are fallen. 
most. All right, and it's not just the pastors because the pastors are a product of the people that they're teaching. The people want the false teachers. All right, God is begging, and uh, I'm out of time here. I'm out of time. Be strong. Reject the candy. Reject. Stand alone. Be brave. And if you're a coward, pray for strength. Pray for bravery. Pray for courage. You don't have to stay a coward. You can repent of that. Be well.